the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. We're all big baseball fans here. Uh, we love sports. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, obviously one of the Indeed. most uh, well-told and, and uh, important baseball stories of all time is the Jackie Robinson story. And, you know, you probably know a lot about it. Um, but uh, Ed Henry has written a book. And he's telling, I think, a side of this that is really not well-known at all. And kind of part of the journey of Jackie Robinson to kind of become the legend he has and what was behind that, Ed Henry is with us, and uh, his new book is called 42 Faith, The Rest of the Jackie Robinson Story. Hi, Ed. Hey, good day. Good Good to see you guys. Good good to see you. This is amazing. I mean, I don't think I had any idea that Mm -hmm. faith was a really big part of this picture. How did you learn about this and and bring us through some of the story? Yeah, I didn't know either uh, 10 years ago, so it's been a long time making i have a day job so i don't feel bad about being a slouch or something hey you see there's a i tried to frame it so i got a picture of jackie behind me yeah nice. um t- 10 years ago i was at a dinner party in washington and i was trying to duck out early and i said to the woman next to me that i was going to leave because i wanted to go watch the world series that was going on that october and she said are you a baseball fan and i said yeah and she said my late father-in-law had a major role in baseball history but the story's never been told So I sat back down and did not leave the dinner early. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said that her late father-in-law was a minister in Brooklyn in 1945 when Branch Rickey, the general manager of the Dodgers, who signed Jackie to his first contract, secretly came to the minister and said, I'm having second thoughts. I don't know if I can go through with this. Uh, And the long story short, you'll see all, all the details in the book. Yeah, I had the same reaction. Had, had, the movie. I've never heard, and you probably, uh, apparently, based on your reaction, hadn't heard that either, right? Right. And if you watch the movie 42, which is excellent, I'm not criti- critical of it, and yeah. read any any of the books about uh, Jackie Robinson and Branch Rickey, most of them say that Branch Rickey was a man of faith. So that angle has been out there, and he wore it on his sleeve. One of his nicknames was the Mahatma because he was preaching all the time. Another <laughs> nickname was El, El Chipo because he was slashing the Dodgers <laughs> contracts all the time. But the point is that the, the narrative has long been, oh, Ricky was so religious. He was so self-righteous that he knew it was the right thing to do to integrate baseball. And he was determined to do it no matter what. He never wavered or anything. And this 
said to me, wait a second, it's a little more complicated. He did waver. He did think about this closely. And by the way, I'm not saying that Brandon Tricky is less of a hero because he had second thoughts. I'm saying that I think mm. it shows he's more human, like all of us, and you lean on your faith um, at critical times. And so the point is, I chased down the details of it. It took some time uh, and found out that the minister had confided this story uh, to his wife before he died in the 60s. Uh, and she wrote up a five-page essay about it and put it in the church bulletin in this Brooklyn church, Plymouth Church. Uh, and the bottom line is, at the end of this meeting with the minister, Branch Rickey said, I've decided to sign Jackie Robinson the first contract. He's crying during this, by the way, and says, it's the toughest decision of my life. I needed to be in your presence. I needed to be in God's presence to wow. know it was the right thing to do. Yeah, so wow. I thought it was powerful, mm -hmm. number one. And I thought, you know, if I can track down the details here, there has to be a broader story about how faith informed not just the decision by Ricky. But maybe more importantly, did faith play a big role in sustaining Jackie when people were calling him the N-word, when they were attacking him verbally, when they were threatening his life? And I found out a lot of information that suggests his faith was critical. So that's why we call it 42 Faith. That's, that's mm. really incredible. It's amazing that that has not been out there and you've been able to dig this up. I mean, and the role of faith in a moment like that is really why y you have faith, right? I mean, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's focusing on principle when you're challenged and you're, and you're pushed to a point where it feels like another decision is the right thing to do. It's stuff, it's, it's, that's when faith is really needed and can push you through those moments. Exactly. And look, uh, the other examples I have are on the Jackie side of this. You know, he was basically born to a broken home, raised by a single mom. Uh, and uh, she was a Methodist, by the way, just like Brent Tricky's mother. So there's an interesting connection there. And his mom, you know, is working odd jobs to keep the family afloat in Pasadena, California. And so Jackie joins a gang. He has a criminal record when he's growing up. Mm. Uh, he's going the wrong way. And it was a Christian minister named the Reverend Carl Downs. Uh, at the Scott United Methodist Church out there in Pasadena, one of the many stops I made in my research, who said, Jackie, you're going the wrong way. You're going to ruin all this athletic talent if you stay in this gang. And so Jackie got out of the gang, uh, of course, and went on to UCLA, was the first four-letter man, meaning he played four varsity sports, including baseball. Um, and I found it instructive that uh, he'd star on the gridiron for UCLA on Saturday, get all beaten up on the football field. And Sunday morning, he'd get up and teach Sunday school at Reverend Carl Downs Church because he felt like he owed it to Reverend Downs. That's interesting. And then in his mm -hmm. rookie year with the Dodgers in 1947, which we're celebrating the 70th anniversary of right now, um, Jackie's wife is still alive, Rachel, about 95 years old. She remembers that Jackie would come home from Ebbets Field in Brooklyn every night uh, and go to this tiny apartment they had in Manhattan. And before he went to bed, he'd get down on his hands and knees and pray, uh, pray to God. And so here he is, a guy now who's broken the color barrier. He's playing for the Brooklyn Dodgers, pretty famous and all of that. But he was still humble enough to say, I got here in part through faith, and I want to make sure that I, I honor that faith. Um, and there's all kinds of examples where Ricky did that through his entire life as well. But I think mm -hmm. with Jackie, you know, when people are shouting the N-word, when people are threatening your life, I mean, what, what did he reach into? What was a secret or, or maybe not so secret ingredient? And I think faith is what bound these two men together. You got a white man, black man, different generations. All they really had in common was a love of baseball and a deep faith in God. Wow. That's a, that's a really cool story. Uh, also, uh, what was, apart from breaking the color barrier, um, he was also kind of involved in the civil rights movement, right? I mean, more Big than time. kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say that I get into this in the book after he retired in the late 50s, Jackie. Uh, much of the 60s, he spent giving sermons in churches all around the country. And that's why I look at the civil rights movement in this book 
through the prism of faith because Jackie did. It's not me, you know, forcing this on the reader. What I found as I went through this journey in writing the book is that in Jackie's personal papers at the Library of Congress, which his family donated to the library around 2000, 2001, um, there's a lot of fascinating material, including all these sermons Jackie delivered. One of them I quote in the book is from 1967, so 50 years ago. It's the summer of 67. There's all these race riots in Newark and Detroit, uh, all around the country. Uh, and remember, they called it the long, hot summer because it was a, a, you know, a summer of real strife and racial tension in America. And Jackie gets up at this one sermon uh, in New Rochelle, New York, and says, look, I get that this is complicated. I get it's hard. But you know what? In some ways, it's not that hard because there's a roadmap for us to come together, he says in 1967. It's the Bible. And he, he reads wow. verse and says, look. If you follow the golden rule, if you honor one another, respect one another, regardless of whether you're white or black, um, what else do you need to know? And, you know, in some ways it is that simple. Mm -hmm. And I get that it's complicated. And here we are. It's pretty sad to me that 50 years later, there's still racial tension. There's still these, you know, we're politically divided. The nation is, uh, you know, we're never going to be perfect. I get that. But, you know, 50 years after Jackie said those words. Um, you still see all of, all of this tension in the country. And Jackie, uh, way back in 1967 and before that in 1947, 70 years ago, you know, was saying, let's come together here. And, and you think about this. He, he breaks the color barrier in 1947. Martin Luther King, I Have a Dream speech, is 1963. No knock on Dr. Mm -hmm. King, but Dr. King himself said at one point that Jackie Robinson was a sit-inner before there were sit-ins, meaning before people even sat down at lunch counters mm -hmm. and said, you're going to have to serve me. Good point. Jackie Robinson was just doing it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And it's doing a, it in the, in the face of his life being threatened, uh, racial epithets thrown around at, in his face yep. virtually every day, all day. Uh, his own teammates in some cases not liking the fact that he was there. I mean, that, that was a tough road. Oh, no doubt about it. And, you know, what I also get in in the book is if you're a baseball fan, you're going to love it, too. It's not just about faith. There's certainly a lot of stories about the old Brooklyn Dodgers, the battle with the New York uh, Giants in 1951, the shot heard around the world. But one thing I'd like to highlight on that point is, you know, yes, Jackie gets the credit. He's the hero. Branch Rickey gave him a big assist. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are white white teammates. You know, you see it in the movie 42 from the Deep South. Um, who wrote that petition saying, if you promote Jackie to the big leagues from the minor leagues, we're going to walk from the team. Yeah. And we can't you know, sanitize that from history. There were yeah. white players who didn't want to play with him. On the other hand, there was someone like Ralph Branca who just passed away a couple months ago. Big, tall, white pitcher. I mentioned his height because on opening day, April 15th, 1947, Jackie's first game uh, in the big leagues. It's Saturday, by the way, as that 70th anniversary I mentioned. There were, um, there were threats, as you say, uh, that there was going to be a sniper somewhere outside Ebbets Field, and he was going to try to shoot Jackie if he went out on the field. So the Dodgers were briefed on that. They announce uh, all the players because it's opening day, so they all come out of the field. First baseline, third baseline. Here's Jackie Robinson. Here's Ralph Branca. Mm -hmm. Ralph Branca made a point of standing, even though he's white, right next to Jackie during the opening day introductions. And after the game, Jackie, of course, was, thankfully was not shot. Um, and after the game, one, Branca comes from a big family. One of his many brothers says, Ralphie, what in the world were you thinking? You know, they were trying to shoot this guy and you stood right next to him. And Branca basically said, there are worse ways to go than to get shot standing next to a teammate, standing with mm. one of your brothers. That's and so you know, I, I think we can't whitewash the fact that uh, literally that there was, you know, there were white teammates who were not along for the ride. But then there were mm -hmm. other white teammates 
who they were not gaining anything in 1947 from standing up for a black teammate. There are a lot of people wondering why they were doing that. Instead, they just simply thought it was the right thing to do. Uh, you, you brought up uh, this sort of journey when it comes to the civil rights movement and, and obviously Martin Luther King. And, and it's so we all refer to Martin Luther King, obviously a revered figure, but we tend to leave off the Reverend Martin Luther King. And, you know, yeah. you, you look at through that perspective of the sort of racial strife we're seeing today. Is that missing ingredient faith? Have we left that behind from the struggle? In some ways we have. I mean, look, um, Juan Williams, my colleague at Fox, uh, has written a lot of great books about the civil rights. And he wrote the uh, introduction to this book, 42 Faith, because uh, one of his books was about specifically faith and the civil rights movement. And he wrote in that book and he writes here at the beginning of my book that, you know, faith is something that really helped people during the civil rights movement when they had almost no hope that there was going to be uh, light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. There were a lot of black churches in America where, um, you know, citizens would get together and pray together and say, look, again, here the Bible is showing the way. We have to uh, believe and hope that there will be a better day. And, um, you know, there there was and is. And I think you're right. In our current culture, I'd say two things. One, you know, there's not as much uh, talk about faith now. Um, but also I would say that, you know, we have this culture of everybody gets a trophy, right? And yeah. you look at the example of Jackie Robinson and get past faith for a moment. Um, Jackie, as I said, came from a single uh, mother, uh, you know, was raised in a broken home, was in a gang. He had all these odds stacked against him. How did he rise above it? Well, he listened to that minister I mentioned. He listened to his mom who had deep faith, but he also worked his butt off. You know, this is a guy mm-hmm. who didn't get handed trophies. He was the rookie of the year in 1947, sure. his rookie year, when people, as you say, were shouting the N-word, threatening to kill him. He was the rookie of the year that year. So he wasn't handed the rookie of the year trophy. He earned it. And I think that's another part of our culture that we um, that people don't want to admit. But actual hard, hard work and yeah, yeah. courage and all of that is what, what got Jackie ahead, Ed, not, not cut it. Yeah. And the White House is calling right now. And you yeah, are talking to us. And this, is a, this is a terrible decision on your part. Uh, you'd be breaking right now, news right now. Yeah. All, right, all right. Thanks Ed a lot. Henry, the, uh, the name of the book is 42 Faith, The Rest of the Jackie Robinson Story. Honestly, I could talk about that all day. Yeah, fascinating uh, and stuff. Really interesting stuff. Thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. 